Welcome into another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly breakdown for everything in districts five and six in the state of Idaho. Uh, usually we have Lance Taylor uh, on with us as our guest or uh, during the football season, we had Jordan Kay from the Idaho State Journal. Well, I want to introduce everybody to the newest member. And when I say newest, you know, he's been there for a couple months now. Uh, but Greg Woods from the Idaho State Journal in Pocatello. Greg, welcome in. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, doing great. This is uh, this is the highest honor in uh, Idaho sports media. So I'm glad I could uh, hop on to this. <laughs> That's right. You you uh you have to get some more podcasts under your belt to catch Jordan on the career yeah, leaderboard. I'm, always, I'm I'm fighting for second place with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So a little bit of background, uh, Greg. Let, let's uh, talk quickly about yourself. So you started at the Post Register up in Idaho Falls, right. and then uh, while Jordan was still working at the Idaho State Journal, you actually got hired. And for like what two weeks, the two of you worked together. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't long at all. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I, I, at least I started full time here like early December or so. But at that point, I was still living in Idaho Falls. I didn't move here until like January. So we probably had like a, about a week or so overlap between uh, both of us actually living here in Pocatello and working at the journal. So yeah, not very long at all. I was looking forward to, uh, you know, working with him for a while, but super you know, thrilled for him being over in Boise now, covering a lot of Boise State. So uh, it worked out in the end for him. Yeah, we had Jordan on at the end of December for his final uh, podcast with us before he took the job at the the Idaho Press over there in Nampa. So uh, we, it was tough to see him go, but we're super glad that you're on board because your journalism background is just as strong. Um, where did you go to school at? Jordan went to Arizona State University. Where did you go to school at, Greg? Yeah, so I went to Kansas State uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, which is where I'm from. Um, so we both come from background of like, you know, power five sports coming off the, the way to middle of nowhere, Idaho. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to K-State, graduated at like the absolute worst time, graduated in May of 2020, which is right when the pandemic, uh, was first starting to get started. Um, so couldn't have picked the worst time to graduate, but you only graduate college once for the most part. So, uh, yeah, it, it could be worse. And so. So I did that. And then about six months later, I was able to land a job over in Idaho Falls. And so since then, we've uh, been uh, vibing out here in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, I'd say things are working out well so far. When when I think of Kansas State Athletics, the first thing I think of, and this will be probably he was gone before, by the time you got there, but Frank Martin used to coach the men's basketball yeah, team. Frank Martin, man. Yeah. What, what do I know about Frank Martin? Frank Martin's a legend around. Well, yeah, he was he actually well he led them to a Big Twelve title in two thousand. Uh, oh, what? Holy cow! No, two thousand. I think it was 07. They had Michael Beasley and yeah. Um, well, they might not have won the conference Walker. that year, but, they, but yeah, I mean Mike Beasley and Bill Walker and lots of those guys. They actually had one of the craziest uh, NCAA tournament games. They played like Xavier went into like double overtime, and these guys were just hitting like just like thirty footers to keep it going, like just the most insane game. So yeah, Frank Martin, uh, yeah, household name and uh, the little apple for sure. Yeah, now he's the coach at South Carolina. But I was watching the Kansas State game. It was like a big Monday game on ESPN one Monday night, and they're playing, I don't know, Texas Tech or somebody. And he's he's a very uh, animated guy, and you could just see him just kind of yelling at the team on the sideline. And all of a sudden, he had a clipboard, and he took it and 
snapped it in half over his knee. So that's that's my lasting image of Kansas State Athletics. No, if he had a dollar for every clipboard he broke, he would be a lot richer from man, that's for sure. He was that that was like kind of like the uh, lasting legacy in a lot of fans' minds. It's just this very, you know, like you said, animated guy, very into it, just angry, just wants to he's like Hulk or something, about to just like just a murder, you know what I mean? So um yeah very animated guy but also one of the most you know successful coaches at k-state so yeah a lot of guys miss him yeah for yeah, sure for sure so let's let's dive into how things have been going at the idaho state journal so far you had a huge story this week that that i mean people knew who you were but this like your stock like really jumped up how many new twitter followers did you get from the uh, this week man i it's probably like 50 or so if i had to guess i had to turn off like i had to mute the tweet of the story that went out Tuesday night because it was just like every like every like five minutes there was somebody quote like quoting it or someone somebody was doing this or that and I was like all right this is I'm about to go insane so I, I had to turn that off because it was just going too crazy um so yeah ever since then it's been an insane couple of days absolutely <laughs> I could imagine so the big story this week surrounding the Highland boys basketball team in Pocatello uh Greg uh for maybe uh, our listeners or viewers that don't know the situation maybe they were out of town or something and came back uh kind of catch us up to speed on what happened you because you wrote two articles an initial story and then an update so give us just the original story first so the original story was that uh the highland i have to make this clear because it's just the one team that the highland varsity boys basketball team decided that unless head coach ty pearson resigned and the two assistants took over or somebody else came in um, they were not going to return to play for the rest of the season, which is a pretty unprecedented, you know, pretty crazy thing. Um, and so once I was able to confirm that was happening, uh, I had a story that was a Tuesday night. I'm pretty sure that went online, went in the paper for the next day, Wednesday. Um, so that was the original story. Um, they were just frustrated a lot with um, his coaching style, like some of the late game decisions he made in games. Um to some of the play calls he made and they took care to, to, to say that it wasn't anything as with him as a guy, they like his personality. They like him um, in class. Cause a few of them have classes with them, but I guess over the last few years, they were just, you know, feeling frustrated with the kind of results they were seeing on the court. So that was why they decided to uh, take that stand. And so that was, uh, and so their, their next thing, which was supposed to be Wednesday against Madison, that was canceled because they were sitting out of that game. So, so that was the original story right there. Yeah, do we know? Did they have to forfeit that game to Madison? Are they going to reschedule that? I, I've not heard of any plan to reschedule, so I think they just it just forfeited. Um, so yeah, so then the next game is coming up uh, actually tonight against Century. So I think that's their last uh, regular season game. Yeah, so we're recording this on Friday afternoon, February 11th. Uh, they play at Century Friday night because it is Century's senior night and. Without that, what I had heard was that if Milan was not going to play this game tonight, then maybe Madison was going to come down on Saturday and play yeah. Century since they both kind of lost a game with Highland. And so Century could still have their senior day. day right. Tonight, so um, give us the uh, give us the behind the scenes. How did how did you first hear about this? You said you had to kind of check with some sources. I mean, this, this yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. It, well, yeah, it really did. I was I woke up on Tuesday just expecting a, a very normal day, just what I've done. I had a couple of things lined up for Tuesday, and, the, <laughs> and that changed like that pretty fast. Uh, my editor called me and said that somebody had told him that the team was frustrated and they're ready to sit out um, like 
X number of games. And I was like, holy cow, that is an insane thing. And so he put me in touch with somebody else who was kind of clued into it. And he was giving me a lot of details and why they, the kids were feeling this way, you know, where this was coming from. And so checked with him. And then that was, so that was Tuesday. And then Tuesday there was um, a, a meeting at the district office between the parents, um, the superintendent, Doug Howell was there and then all the uh, players were there as well. Um, and so I was there, um, and that was Tuesday. There was the meeting. And even after the meeting, um, it still wasn't totally clear, like what was going to happen that, that night. And then, I mean, I was, they, they were going to sit out, but nothing was super official yet. Um, and then later on Tuesday, um, it comes out that, or Ty Pearson, the, the coach decides that he's not resigning and that, um, he was going to coach the rest of the season, which for the kids meant they were not going to play. Um, so, so there was a practice on Tuesday afternoon, but the only people who are the only players who showed up for that practice were the JV players. Um, but at that point I didn't know that. So I was like, well, if there's a practice and he's going to be there, I should probably go to the practice and kind of check out what's going on and see if, you know, who's there at the practice. And so, so I did that. I, I waited outside of this high school gym for like over an hour just to try and see if Ty would come out just to check with him because I wanted to, you know, confirm with him this was actually the case and, you know, to make sure what was going on. Um, so I did that and then I waited for a little over an hour and eventually, and this is in the story too, eventually there's like a, a break in the practice or something like that. And he comes out and I was like, Hey Ty, you know, can I grab you for a second? And he's, he didn't, he didn't want to talk. And I was, I tried to make it clear. Like, you know, like I don't, I'm not trying to get something crazy out of you. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I want to be fair to everybody, give everybody a chance to respond. This is a pretty <laughs> uh, crazy, crazy situation. Um, but he, I, I guess he didn't feel like talking. And so, um, so I did that. That was uh, in the afternoon. And then uh, eventually found out that the uh, the team was having a team dinner at one of uh, the kids' houses, and uh, the dad of that of the kid was like, "Hey, you can come by if you want and talk to the kids." And I was like, "Well, that sounds fantastic." So uh, so did that and uh, sat down with them and just tried to get it from them, like, "Hey, you know, like, why are you guys feeling this way? Where did this come from? You know, give me kind of the timeline of everything." Uh, that had happened and so they laid it all out and kind of you know explained to me why they were feeling the way they were feeling um and then i broke a bunch of speed limits on the way home to write that story <laughs> and uh get it in the paper for the next day um and that's when things just kind of started blowing up and kind of getting crazy um so so that was all that was all of tuesday i don't know how much you want me to go on that but <laughs> that was all on yeah. tuesday that was good. That was perfect because yeah. then by Thursday, uh, you had uh, another story and an update and a change of heart. Now, my question is, and maybe you know this and maybe you don't, was it a change of heart or was it a the school district stood their ground and said, okay, we're not going to meet your demands? And they thought, oh man, like we probably should go back and play then. Do you know how it all worked out or? Well, on Tuesday, when Pearson sent out a text and said that he's not resigning, that was kind of their stance that he's he's going to be the coach, you know, the rest of the season, whether or not there's a varsity team to play the games. Um, so I don't think that ever changed. Um, so this isn't me reporting. This is just kind of putting two and two together. It just seems like the kids had to change a heart. For one reason or another, I can't tell you how. I would love to tell you how, but I just I don't have the kind of information. Um 
so I so that was that was yesterday. So actually, Travis Bell, the AD at Highland, just gave me a call and he was like, "Hey, um, you know, just to let you know, uh, there's going to be or the game against Century tomorrow night, which is Friday night, um, is on, and you know, all the kids are going to be there, and Ty's going to be the coach." And he sounded a little emotional. You could tell he was pretty moved by you know the change of heart that the team had. Um, and what, the, the quote that he that I had in there that he said he was like, "We want you know we want to finish what we started," um, is what he said. So. You know, I don't love to sit here and tell you, you know, what what changed the team's mind, but I I, I just can't uh, I don't have that on me. So, um, but yeah, either way, there's going to be a game at 7:30 tonight against Century. So uh, I'm super interested to see what that'll be like tonight for sure. Yeah, it should be uh, should be interesting to see how that goes. I have a theory, uh, and I'll float it out there. I think that probably your story got a lot of traction, a lot of attention, a lot of comments on social media. And at least from what I saw, nine to one, it was against the players. And yeah. so I I don't know. I feel like with that, plus the fact that, you know, for the seniors at least, hey, we don't want to go out like this way. Let's right. let's make the best of it. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's a that's yeah. a huge distraction hanging over that team for the rest of the regular season and or districts. So it, it's a lot. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, like you said too, like I uh the overwhelming reaction on social media, at least on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, was that this is the kids need to finish it off. Like, I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. And so, you know, I don't want to speculate too much because that's not what I'm here to do. Right, but, right. but just from like a human side of things, I can I can imagine, you know, why you would react that way if you're the kids. So but again, either way, what matters is that they're out there. Um, so we'll see how that goes tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to track that for sure. So, uh, is this the biggest story you've done so far? Did you do any at the post register that equaled? Holy cow, man! No, I could work another fifteen years in this business, and I don't know if I'll have a great story as crazy as this. <laughs> this is pretty. I mean, there are some weird stories here and there, but this is just like holy cow. The team is like you know sitting out in games until their coach resigned which obviously they they didn't end up doing but the fact that that's how it started was a pretty insane thing so no i wish i could say that i've covered something crazier but this uh this takes the cake absolutely <laughs> yeah for sure so uh we we love hoops right you and i high school college i see you at idaho state university all the time nba sure. as well yesterday was the trade deadline for the nba we saw james harden get traded uh for basically force his way into a trade situation for the second time in as many years does is, is that having an influence i know in the nba and college players are feeling more uh, emboldened to say hey this isn't working out and i want to play for somebody different i want to is that trickling down to the high school level do you think man i don't know i uh I mean, I, I mean, in this case, I don't want to say that's what's going on in this case that we just talked about. Because, right. I, yeah. I'm just saying generally speaking. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it really is. We're really in an era of empowerment for better or worse. You know, you can have your opinion. I can have mine. But the reality is, is that like a lot of people at different levels of basketball feel like, hey, this is where I want to play. Um, I, I remember clear as day when uh, like the uh, TV show that LeBron had where, Hey, I've taken my talents to South beach. And that, that kind of, that was almost a decade. That was more than a decade ago, but kind of kickstarted the whole wave of like, you know, like you said, like, Hey, this is not working for me. I feel like I would have a better situation at this other place. And, you know, if better words, that's kind of taken over. So at high school level, I don't know. It's just more difficult because at that point you're still living with your parents and you're living in a, in a house somewhere and transferring right. means moving and moving jobs potentially. So there's a lot involved there. So 
yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I had a better sense of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to girls basketball real quick, Greg. I want to pick your brains on uh, the girls basketball teams that have advanced to state from East Idaho. 5A, Thunder Ridge, and Rigby. Those were the top two teams in the district this year. No yep. surprises there. To me, Thunder Ridge is pretty intriguing because they've, they've piled up this really impressive record, and yet they haven't really – like the teams from the north played the Boise teams this mm -hmm. year. So we kind of have an idea of where they stand. But Thunder Ridge was kind of off doing their own thing all year, as yeah. was Rigby. So what do you think? Well, Thunder Ridge, they uh, I covered them a lot last year or in the year or last year, obviously over at the Post Register in Idaho Falls. And they, man, they have just so much talent. They just uh, they have this girl Caldwell. I don't know if you have heard of her, mm -hmm. but he's, Aspen Caldwell. I believe, I believe he's only a junior. Is that right? I think uh, she's a senior now. She's a senior. Okay, I was wrong on that one. But um, but either way, yeah, she had like an awesome state run last year. She's just this quick guard that can shoot a bunch, get to the rim, and I think she makes a lot of what they do work. Um, and uh and spencer their coach is just this awesome guy i remember talking to him at state last year and he had said that the night like they had a, their first game they won and then the second game after they won that the second game he was like yeah last night i was up to like six in the morning you know trying to <laughs> figure out a game plan for for the next game coming up so yeah obviously he is just super um, you know meticulous in his planning and you know like you said i guess they haven't played a bunch of uh, boise you know schools on that side of the state but um, just from what I know about them as a team and kind of the pieces they have, like they, uh, cause they, they played Mountain View in the title game last year. And, um, if it wasn't for their two, uh, like Ojukwu and I'm going to blank on the other girl's name that really was insane for them last year, but like they were those two players away from winning state last year. So, um, so obviously there's a lot of talent like that over on that side of the state, but I mean, if last year is any indication, I mean, I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised to see them get back there this year for sure. Yeah, I think Trinity Slocum was the other. Slocum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for Mountain View for sure. 4A, I'm telling you, can anybody stop Blackfoot? Maybe maybe Burley, maybe, maybe Preston. I don't know. Preston played Blackfoot close in December at the Preston tournament. Uh, Blackfoot yeah. only won by three, but, man, they are so good. Blackfoot is insane, man. And they – okay, I went back because I, I went to their game against uh, Skyline the other night. went back and – so they won 28 games in a row going back to last year. So they – they won their playing game against State, and then the three games of State plus the 24 that they won in a row this year. So the 28 all going back to this time last year, which is just nuts. Um, and what's crazy about that is they have, you know, like you said, like the same team from this, the same starting five basically uh, from that team that won State last year. And um, and you can tell it too. Like they're just, I mean, they're. I don't know if it's like a string connecting them all, or if if it is, maybe someone needs to look into that because I don't know if that's illegal or not. But uh, um, but yeah, they're just so much fun to watch. They uh, they, I mean, they have a, a shooter to kind of surround Hadley Humphreys, who is just a force underneath. I mean, she just commands these double teams, which kind of opens things up for everybody, you know, around the perimeter and. Um, and so that their talent combined with just experience of like, there's nothing that these girls have not seen is just like, I don't know who's beating them, but I guess that's what we're about to find out You know, <laughs> at, at state next week. So um, I'm excited for sure. And then skyline will be in a play in game with Columbia as well. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, we saw the team that won the play in game went all the way last year. So skyline, right. why not? <laughs> right. uh, well Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Well, I was gonna say, like with Skyline. I mean, I haven't covered a lot of IF teams since I moved down here, but uh, Skyline's they're one of their best players, Olson, Maddie Olson. I just felt bad for her being out for the year with, I believe it was a torn ACL that she had at the beginning of the year, and so 
just too bad that we don't get to see one of those players in the state go out there and do her thing. But I guess this is how it goes sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 3A, Sugar Salem. Uh, they are the favorite going in. Teton has a play-in game with Gooding to uh, possibly get to state. And then mm-hmm. Snake River won their district as well. Snake River and Sugar have been the top two teams in the polls all year. Yeah. Yeah, Snake River's been – well, the thing about Snake River is that like one of their first games of the district tournament, they lost in this crazy upset to American Falls. Yeah. Uh, which was I wasn't there for that game, but I just like when I saw that I was like, holy cow, that is nuts! Um, and so that flipped the uh, like the home court advantage, so they had to go to American Falls for the next game where they I think they won in overtime in that one, and then they played I want to say one more time, yeah. And then State River won that one, and that's how they got to state. Um, but kind of a weird way because all year you wouldn't have expected them to to get upset in the district tournament, but. I guess that's why you play the games. And so, so yeah, they're looking like them in Sugar Salem. I mean, I don't know what sport Sugar Salem is like not doing too well. And it seems like every sport, they're just like, they're just doing their thing. So <laughs> those two for sure. Yeah, no doubt. 2A, we had a couple of uh, upsets, quote unquote. Uh, second seed Aberdeen defeated number one Soda Springs two times in a row to win yeah. districts last night. Soda Springs now has to, uh, uh, play New Plymouth in a play-in game. I think Soda Springs wins that pretty easily. But for yeah. Aberdeen, uh, I was at Aberdeen High last night for a boys game, and uh, one of their fans told me this is the first time they're going to state in like 18 years for oh, girls basketball. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, that's good for them. Brandon, I don't want to lie to you. I don't know a whole lot about, about Soda Springs, but uh, the fact that they, you know, had this – well, they were ranked in the polls all season, I want to say, or well, in our polls. Yeah, towards the end of the year. And then um, they're just a dynasty. You know, they've won like three of the last four titles or, you know, f- you know, three of the last five or something like that. They just they're always in state. They're always good. They press. They have really good. And they don't they don't have any seniors in the starting lineup either. So to sports. Go. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be around for a while yeah. uh, in District six uh, for two A. Ryrie, the one seed, they lost to North Fremont, the two seed in overtime last night, 36 to 27. So mm-hmm. now tomorrow night we have the if necessary game, Ryrie and North Fremont. Both teams will advance to state. So there's not a ton on the line, but Perfect. maybe in terms of just determining who the district champion is, I guess. They're and their max preps rankings are already locked in as well. So right. kind of interesting there. Uh Butte County, undefeated. They're the only undefeated team at the 1A D1 state tournament. That's right. um, they look really good. You kind of, yeah, they, uh, I covered them a lot last year being in Idaho Falls and, uh, they have a lot of, I think they have like some siblings on that team, or at least there's just these couple of girls they have, or maybe I'm making that up, but, um, but they've always just been this, like, this, this is powerhouse, like in football and basketball. And it's just like kind of insane. So, um, so yeah, they're awesome. And I mean, undefeated, what are they now? Like 20, are they, is it, is, is it 24? What are they at? Yeah, I think it's 23. 23. They had such a small district. They didn't have a ton of games at districts. Right. Um, but for this this group of seniors, this is their first time going to state. The last three years, they have lost to Grace at districts. Grace was the defending 1A D1 state champs. So to yeah. get over that hump and finally get past Grace and get to state. Uh, the last time Butte County was at state, I believe they won the state title in 2018. Oh, okay. So. 18. Okay. Well, I just remember like being in Idaho Falls covering Butte County. And at the time, Grace was not one of our teams, obviously. Right. I'm like, why can't Butte County be Grace? Like, what is it about Grace that it's just like holding these guys back? So for them to actually do it this year is awesome for them. 
for yeah, sure. For sure. 1A D2 is Rockland moving on to state. Ledor will play North Gem in the uh, second and third place game t- uh, tomorrow night at Hillcrest. Uh, yeah. Winner of that will go to state as well. And Rockland, only one loss this year. They've got Kearsley Boyer and Ember Farr, two yeah. long, tall, athletic players. Um, Rockland looks really good again. Rockland's awesome. You said they're like 20 and one. You said, I, I, I knew it was something crazy. Is that, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I have not been able to make it out to a Rockland game this year, but I mean, for all, I mean, everything I've heard is just that they're just awesome. I mean, who was there one loss to? You know. uh, they they lost a raft river. That's a one eight D one team that is also playing at state. So up a level, and so yeah. Well, not a bad team to uh, lose your your one game to. That's for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Rockland. I'll I'm going over to Boise next week. So I'll, I'll definitely find a way to make it over to a Rockland game for sure. Yeah, I, I think you know realistically, East Idaho could bring home you know four state championships. You know maybe maybe five. Um, it's, it's gonna be... a, yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, no, for sure. That would be insane. And also with football doing as well as it did last year and on this side of the state too, it's just, it's a good time to live on this side of the state. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. That's for sure. So, okay. all right. Well, Greg Woods from the Idaho state journal. Thanks for hopping on this week and talking with us. It was a busy week for you. Hopefully, hopefully things slow down a little bit for you next week. Yeah, no, we'll see. Well, we got to make it through, uh, State basketball until things calm down a little bit, but <laughs> try and keep the same mind until then. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the East Idaho Prep Cast, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports. Uh, for Greg Woods, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.